Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The FT. The other day, I gave a talk to about 80 middle aged, mainly male tax experts. I asked them to put up their hands if they considered themselves to be passionate about their work. About half of them stuck their arms in the air at once, and the rest, seeing which way the mood was going, hastily put theirs up too. There was nothing obviously passionate about these men. They looked worn and defeated after a morning spent watching someone go through a couple of hundred slides on the niceties of transfer pricing. But their response didn't surprise me in the least. The passion fashion, which I first wrote about nearly 20 years ago, has now got to such a point that to admit in public that you're not passionate about your work is about as shocking as admitting to fiddling your expenses. If you type passion into the jobs website Glassdoor, the search returns 105,000 jobs that require it. But try for conscientious, surely a much more valuable attribute for any job at all, and you get a mere 2,823. So I announced to my tax fanatics that I feel no passion for my work at all. I explained that I like my job. I'm lucky to have it. It suits me. I can't think of anything else that would suit me better. I care about it. But I'm not passionate about it. I pointed out that the word passion properly refers either to a strong sexual attraction or to the suffering of Jesus Christ at the time of the crucifixion, neither of which are terribly appropriate in an office setting. Then I asked for a second show of hands. This time almost all decided that they weren't so passionate about tax matters after all. At the time, I took this as evidence of what I'd always assumed to be true, that the passion fashion was just another tiresome example of language inflation. Just as companies refer to all their employees as talent, even when they're lazy and mediocre, and just as they talk flatulently of astounding and enchanting customers, they also insist on passion as an entry ticket to any job. It's brainless and bogus, but these are just words. The next day in the office, I was reading through a list of forthcoming papers from Harvard Business School and came upon something that makes me think I've got it wrong. The insistence on passion at work is about more than words, and it's a lot more worrying. A study called I'm Just Passionate attempts to unpick our attitude towards emotional outbursts in the office. Mostly, we view these as a jolly bad thing. The person who's always bursting into tears in the office is not only a terrible drag, they're also unprofessional. However, in three different experiments, the academics found that if passion was given as a reason for the emotional outpouring, fellow workers viewed it quite differently. So when a worker burst into tears but subsequently explained it was due to her passion for her job, she was seen by colleagues as a dedicated high achiever. But when she explained that her weeping was due to personal reasons, she was seen as a sap. 
More alarming still, the study shows that during job interviews, candidates can increase their chances of getting hired by describing an emotional outburst and then citing it as evidence of their great passion for the job. This is all really disturbing. If I ever see anyone crying at work because, say, their marriage is breaking up, then I view it as entirely understandable. But if they're crying because their presentation went badly and they felt passionate about it, then I want to tell them to get a grip. The answer may lie with a distinction made by Robert Valorand, a Canadian psychology professor. According to him, passion comes in two varieties, obsessive and harmonious. The first is a very bad thing and not to be recommended. It's when people work in an uncontrolled, compulsive way, where everything else in their lives becomes dull and unimportant. These are the employees who presumably cry when their presentation misfired, and they're just the sort of people employers should avoid. They're as compulsive as gamblers and are almost certain to burn out. By contrast, those who feel harmonious passion towards work enjoy their jobs and experience that lovely sense of flow when they're in the thick of it. They're in control of how much work they do and don't let it annihilate the rest of their lives. All workers should hope to feel this way about their jobs and all employers should hope to hire people who do. However, this isn't passion. It's called liking and caring about your job. It's nice work if you can get it, but it ought not to make you cry. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.